1: Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT BULEG CAV Show. We got DJ Drama in here.
2: Yeah. Welcome. Way to start. It's okay. been a long time in the making.
1: Yeah, I mean, I went to uh, Atlanta during the pandemic, and we kind of did like a little we, we generation, a generation now. now. Yep. But yeah, you being here, yeah, it's about fucking
2: time. Yeah, I feel like I've been stalking you. It felt... I mean... Well never that. I mean you're my guy. I'm so. like yo
1: drum, when you coming on the fucking show? You're in LA all the time. Yeah, it has and I I have
2: been putting it off for some time, but now I have right. reason to be here. I got a fucking new album.
1: New album, New I wanted, single. You
2: know what I mean? I wanted it to be I wanted to be timely and I knew a conversation with you is is, you know, significant. Mm. You know what
1: I'm saying? For sure. Well, I I do say DJ Drama is the greatest hip-hop DJ of all time. That's big. The greatest of all time. I'm not saying it's scratching and fucking transforming and shit, but you're the greatest. You're the goat.
2: So hold on, let me thank you first of all. So if they're making a for 50 years of hip hop and they make a a DJ list like of the greatest DJs in 50 years, you're putting me.
1: I don't even think it's a
2: discussion. Wow. I mean, I... I it would be hard for me to agree. Um, humbly, I would like to be in the top five, but if we're talking 50 years, we're talking Jazzy Jeff. We're talking, Jazzy no, no, no. no Jay. Listen, I'm
1: talking, talking about Kicking listen because Jazzy Jeff probably t- like, like, there's guys who are really good at DJing, yeah, party rockers, right. fucking. I mean, we can go on and on. There's right. like some, there's, but there's I just think trees. when I think of like. Your cultural impact on the last 20 years of rap music, yeah. it is literally not even a discussion. Nobody has ever impacted hip hop culture as a DJ the way you have. And I don't even think, and and like, listen, you can go back to Cool Herc. Well, cool Herc was Cool Herc a DJ or a rapper? He was a DJ. He was a DJ. Yeah. Okay, so he kind of started it. Yeah. But I'm talking about, bro, I'm fucking 36. So when I was coming up, it was Funk Flex. I had like the 60 minutes of, of Funk shit. Um, I was getting DJ Clue tapes and then when I started bootlegging shit and selling shit at the swap meet it was like all gangster grill shit. But we're talking about your fingerprints are all over it all. Jeezy, Wayne, Pharrell Gucci. You just want a fucking Grammy with Tyler the Creator, bruh. You put a you want a Grammy with a gangster grills. <laughs> what are we talking about? A gangster grills want a Grammy? I've done some shit, man. I'm really like that. I really think that like people can say what they want. Like, I mean, people, there's been, even artists, there's been a guy like, listen, DJ Khaled for sure has put out bigger songs than you as an artist. Right. Right? Uh-huh. But like, I forget the name of the Little Wayne DJ Khaled tape, but it wasn't that big of a deal. Like, It, it, had, a, it had a
2: gem on there, though. But you remember was, which
1: tape I'm talking about.
2: Yeah, it was called The
1: Fuck. The, the re-up? The, or the, the, the suffix. The suffix. The suffix. The suffix. Yeah, the suffix. But we're talking about the dedication shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're talking about dedication. We're talking about, do you just like, I mean, even like shit like Little Brothers Gangsta Grill, mm. like just so many, mm. like your fingerprints are everywhere. Like you just told me a story about your first tape with Gucci, mm-hmm. where you removed <laughs> Nicki Minaj's verse because she wasn't popping yet. Oh, God, why are we talking about this? Nikki, I apologize. So what happened? <laughs>
2: um, me and Gucci's first actual gangster girls. We actually did one with Yo Gotti first. It was called Definition of a G. That was the first tape me and uh, Gucci had did together. It was a collaboration: Gotti, Gucci, and me. The first official Gucci Man gangster girls was called the movie. And when he brought it to me, the first song that was for the tape the first voice you heard on the on the tape was Nicki Minaj Mm -hmm. obviously this is a a early Nicki Minaj and disrespectfully you know I felt like we can't have a gangster girls with me and Gucci and the first voice you hear not be Gucci so I removed her um her verse her verse from that song I feel terrible to this day. Did she did she know it was your decision? Um I don't know. She she may know now. But <laughs> in defense, I will say that I made sure out of everyone that Nicki Minaj was on dedication three. Because Nicki Minaj was about to get left off of Dedication Three. She was calling me directly, say Drom, please. Don't let the tape come out without me on there. And I said, I got you. So Nicki Minaj is on Dedication 3 directly because I made sure she was on there. So, so you got it. It came back. I'm wrong. trying to make it up. I'm trying to, you know.
1: Did anyone ever hear the Nicki verse that you remember? That's a good Did question. Did she ever use it anywhere
2: else? Or? I, that I don't. I really don't know. I don't know whatever came from that. We'd have to probably ask Gucci.
1: Do you still have like your OG email access?
2: I wish I had a gangstagrills.com Gmail that it was probably just some shit in there. Probably so crazy. I used to get these fucking beats from this like random email from like it, w- it was like boy idea or something. Like I was like, who is this boy idea? Boy just <laughs> sending me all these yeah. beats like in like 05, 06. You used to. Flood my email because you know how
1: to pronounce his name. It was a weird name.
2: And <laughs> now looking it was back, boy wonder. Yeah, it was boy wonder. Jeez, I've man. told him that. I've definitely we've talked about that. Like, shit was crazy.
1: Yeah, because I just think about like even the last two or three years, the research. Like, if you think about it, we went through this weird cycle where the blogs would drop the no DJ version of mixtapes mm-hmm. as well as the DJ versions of mixtapes, and I remember you having an issue with that, and um man, I felt used. Yeah cuz they would use the Gangsta Grills brand Yeah, but to like launch it and then like a week
2: later they would drop like a no DJ version without like, your shit on it. Yeah, like what the fuck. But now we like kind of like came back around.
1: Now everybody is getting the Gangsta Grills mm. and they're dropping them on DSPs. Like mm-hmm. I, I mean shout out to G Perico, you guys just dropped that one. Mm-hmm. There was a day recently where I feel like you had three tapes come out on I one did. day. I was... dro-
2: and one day I dropped Jeezy Snowfall, Snoop. Snoop and NBA Youngboy. That was crazy. I like, was like I was like on the I was like right after I won DJ of the Year too at the hip hop awards. I was like, oh yeah, I'm coming I'm coming
1: for the next year's award. How like how much do you feel like cause if people don't know, you're also uh you Lake and Don have Generation cultivated a, a label called Generation Now that mm-hmm. has two of the biggest superstars in hip hop period at the mm-hmm. moment, Jack mm-hmm. Harlow and Little Uzi. Yes. Um so you've obviously been busy yeah you've been put you've, you've also put out records mm-hmm. you've been you've been listen it's like you never went anywhere but do you feel mm-hmm. like the tyler album sparked the gangster grills resurgence thousand percent
2: thousand percent you gotta gotta tip your head off to you know i saw someone say like of all people who would have thought tyler the creator who people have called a weirdo for Thus long would bring Gangster Girls back to life. Like, yeah, I mean, one, just the ingenious idea of him of the the, the concept of him making his album Gangster Girls and utilizing me the way it did, and two, obviously, us winning a Grammy. Like, come on, you can't you can't deny like Tyler had a lot to do with it, and I and I still think that that like, you know, just even recently, I saw like Benny and Westside Gun. Uh, make some references like yo we got drama out of his executive bag like you know even before tyler i had i had you did the I bsf had did, shit i had did bsf shit i did some shit on guns projects. Yep. so you know there there was some other projects you know out there so i think like um there you know clearly like as a brand gangster girls was still strong but i think you know the the, res, the the response and just what tyler's album did like really that's we have a lot to thank for that for sure like or even the jeezy snowfall like that
1: was in the works by the way the best jeezy album in i don't know what did we think in 10 years some time it's been it's been a while i was like yeah we were in new york riding around listening to that shit when it came out i was like god damn jeezy back on his shit yeah nah, i had that feel and then you guys were doing the
2: shows together yeah that that was fun that was that was dope that was a good time
1: so when tyler hits you up because obviously you're 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 extremely culturally aware. I don't like I feel like some people might think oh DJ Drama just knows what's popping in the strip club or whatever but like you know what's up. So like 100%. Tyler reaches out to you. I'm sure you know how big this can be cuz Igor was huge.
2: Oh yeah. I mean without question. I mean I knew I remember, you know, cuz we started it in 2020 during the pandemic. So I was doing like Zoom interviews and calls and I knew it was it was Coming and like you know, I, obviously I couldn't talk about it, but I was
1: like, "Yo, I got some big shit coming." No, I think during our interview, you were like alluded to something coming. Yeah, but you can talk. about I
2: couldn't it. talk about it. But Lake, even the the session that he came to, Lake Lake came to the second session. Um, we did we did like three or four. Um, his first was the second session, and when he heard the music, like off top, he was like, "Yo, y'all niggas gonna win a Grammy for this?" Like, mm. said it just plain and simple. Clear as day,
1: like, y'all niggas gonna win a Grammy. Kind of like, he called it. Are the songs already done, and then you get brought in to, like, collaborate with him on, like, the shit you're gonna say? Yeah. Like, what's that process like? Album's done, and then you come in after? Or are you, like, in there when he's recording any verses? Like,
2: Yeah, for the most part, it was done. I mean, Tyler's so genius and creative. Like, he had already, even when he first came up with the idea, he had taken random DJ drama vocals from like another project and, and like put them on there, placed it on like where he thought I should talk or what it would sound like, just so he could hear it. And then like you know we 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 vibed a lot. Like we sat in the studio and talked and just talked music and you know vision and things like that. He told me you know what his what the concept and where he wanted to go and just about life the last couple of years. And you know that's literally how I like to work too. Like a lot of you know what I what i like to say on projects or you know the direction i go i I like to work off of you know i mean i'm i I feel like it's an art in its own sense so you know i work off of um inspiration and then um yeah i would go in the booth and i would i would say some shit and play around and then he would like kind of like be like yo like say like i'm on a boat and i would be like i'm on a boat yeah he'd be like oh my god it's fucking crazy and like you know talk about like um having my toes out and shit like that so you know he was that that was one that you know a lot of times when i do tapes i, I normally like to do them in my own zone but Obviously it was like, like
1: collaborative for Very Reno.
2: collaborative. And but you know, I mean he's a he's a one man army, so you know, production, like everything, he does it all. So a lot of a lot of it he had, had done, but then during the session some of the music changed. But even while I was in there, he was still kind of like working on the production and
1: you know, going in and things like that. It's crazy too, because one of your more underappreciated projects was the one with Pharrell. It's like kind of a cult classic. But that kind of ended up being like the. There's, the, there's the, no the,
2: call me if you get lost. If there's no yeah, without, Pharrell tape, yeah. But it's but you know, to me or in my travels, like the way dedication and Trapper Die is to certain people, the Pharrell tape is to certain people. Like I've had a lot of.
1: It's like a cult classic.
2: It is, and I've had a lot of a lot of people from a certain like you know like hipster kids or just like you know not not the what you would th- think the normal gangster girls listener like come up and be like yo that pharrell tape changed my life like the pharrell gangster girls was like it was this for me like so and artists too like that was definitely one of those ones and obviously that was a big inspiration for somebody like tyler growing up so yeah that was that was that was a big that was a big tape for me i mean because you know, at the time Pharrell was already like a god. You know what I'm saying? And of course. So when that I got was when the, he
1: was on a skateboard P vibes, like
2: when when I got that phone call, like, yo, I think I you know, that I think that's the only mixtape he's ever done in his career. You right. know what I'm saying? So for us for me to be a part of that and when I got that call and then just like, you know, just that's that's one of those tapes that definitely is one of the the greatest ever. Like, you know, the way it's put together, mm-hmm. the zone I was in, like, that shit was
1: incredible. For you how because i'm I'm assuming nowadays if if a major label artist wants against the grills, one you have to fuck with the music, but two, they have to have the back they're not no one's getting against the grills I'm assuming is that fair to say
2: um, or you have
1: to be cut in on the project in some aspect
2: yeah the way that the i mean because like things have changed. Uh, in the music business it's which, not the same way streaming. it used to be no right. it's not the same way so there's you know the the way that we approach the business has changed and elevated um the the cost of the gangster Grills is not what it was in the mid-2000s but you get a cut um, you, I get, you, I get more. You should get something. You should yeah, get there, there's, you get there's more than rent, just a, a check involved, right? Yeah, right, right, right,
1: for sure. Right. Right. Some residual income there, absolutely. In the in your peak though, what was the biggest bag you ever got to do a Gangsta grills? Because you had some random ass gangster grills floating around. Yeah, I did, and um, it was obviously like, yeah, this. Bad. I know what this one was. I think it probably
2: was. Pro- to be honest, it, it probably came from an athlete. It probably was like a good, like. In, in the earlier days, it was it was a maybe like a forty piece or something like forty
1: k to the gangster girls. Was it for like the athlete's rapper? Yeah. Was this which athlete? Carmelo Anthony? Um, Amari Stoudemire. I did do one. I did. Cass-
2: a, I actually did do one for Carmelo.
1: Sounds about right. That
2: it wasn't that one, but I've done some. I've done some very notable. Uh, k,
1: remember, KD had his thing going.
2: Yeah, we never did again. I, by that point, I don't. K- KD never came to me for a gangster grills. Um um but uh shot to Katie though I know 40 bands he, ain't bad he checks in. But yeah, I've done, you know, Jason Terry, Deshaun Jackson, Jason um, Terry, Asante Samuels, uh uh Meta, shot the meta world piece. Damn. Ron Artest has a Gangster Grills where he's actually rapping on Of there.
1: course, of course he does. Yeah.
2: Steven Stephen Jackson, Yep.
1: Oh, Love you Steven was running it up.
2: Yeah, nah, we got some... There's some more out there, too.
1: You were running it
2: up. <laughs> yeah, no, actually... a fun time.
1: Dude, a fun time, indeed. <laughs> my boy, V the Rula, I know, had one early from you, like, from Phoenix. Mm. And I know he paid for it, but V's like my dog. Mm-hmm. So I remember, like, I hosted his next tape, and he's like, yeah, I got a whole project with DJ Drama. I'm like, <laughs> DJ Drama knows you, dog. <laughs> but that was probably, what was that, like, 2013, 12? 13. okay. But yeah, man, so this new album... Uh, You got the new single with A Boogie. Who else is on the single? Uh, Lil Baby. Lil Baby and A Boogie. Mm -hmm. Um, What's the name of the album? Uh, uh, I'm Really Like That. I'm Really Like That. Yeah. For you, are you taking like... Because there is one thing about DJ projects that can get hairy, and usually they don't sound very cohesive. Uh Usually it just sounds like Songs. It's like a bunch of songs crammed in with the hottest of hot. It's yeah. not very cohesive. Yeah, you get to hit singles off of them. Yeah, but if I'm pressing play from start to finish, that's why I got to give it up to Metro Boomin. And I know he's not a DJ; he's a producer. Yeah, but the way he curated his it album, incredible. It's fucking insane. Yeah. What approach did you take for this? Something similar,
2: where I wanted to make a cohesive body of work from beginning to end, where it was an album, not of just songs, but you know, something that people would put on at the top and you know and let it ride yeah. let it ride and like you know interesting collaborations not just necessarily like chase names like you know just artists that I think are dope that I would love and wanted to hear together and like you know great voices and great production and like you know really make a good body of work I feel like this is my best body of work since uh Quality Street Music the my Quality Street Music 1 which came out about 10 years ago. So that was... You was know, that
1: the one that had the Jeremiah record in?
2: The Jeremiah
1: record. Am I thinking of the right record? The Jeremiah record. Was it Meek and...
2: No, that was my... Yeah. Yep. Yeah, my moment. That yeah, my a, moment. That, that was, was a record. great, great yeah. song, man. Yeah, that was the quality. Yeah, that, that was that 10 that years moment. ago? Yeah.
1: Fuck, yeah. man. Time flies. I'm
2: old as fuck. Yeah, that was my moment was on there. We had a lot of... We had some gems on there.
1: Yeah. For you, though, like, it's crazy because with all your success, right, you have... Like you, you see a guy like DJ Khaled who's put out like these gigantic anthems. Meanwhile, you have like you have gems. You got like dope records. Like mm-hmm. you got plaques as a DJ. Mm-hmm. But you also, as to where like maybe we the best didn't necessarily work out too crazy on the artist side. Mm-hmm. You got Generation Now, which is like, man, fuck, kudos to you guys. Mm, you. Um, why do you think like you never really reached the heights? as a, a solo DJ and cause there was a point in time where you wanted Atlantic and then you ended up at Koch, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, um, it was and E1. you had some it really one by then
1: or E1, but you had some like really big records that maybe just weren't like, I feel like were slept on mm-hmm. or didn't like pop in the way that maybe I thought they should have. Like, why do you think that is? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, I, are you saying in comparison to Khaled or just in my own Just in, in your like like I feel like you had records that could have been fucking number one records. Yeah. I mean know? I mean I
2: you know I, I definitely had some records that charted and did amazing for me. My moment was one of them. Wishing was another yeah, one. You got that, plaques. Was a, that was a big record. You yeah, know? wishing was hard. You know, I mean, at at that space or point in my career, you know, I I'm kinda like In comparison, like I'm more of a reserve type of person. Like, obviously, Khaled is a very he's a personality, a very big personality, superstar personality. You know what I'm saying? And that and that that took him to like amazing heights. And you know, I tip my hat off to him. Kudos to like all his success. But you know, like for me, like there was just uh, my my route and you know how I attacked the game was a little. It was. It was over here, you know, yeah, yeah. but but I, I think that was dope about it is that you know there's a there's like obviously there's room and there's space for both of us to be these these dominant figures and like go to people that and in, can inspire other DJs. One hundred percent, you know, want to be the next Cala or drop. Yeah, you guys, you guys are know? like
1: the the bar.
2: for for sure you know and like for me it was like you know even outside of just my records it was like all right i'm still putting out tapes that are classics through those years like whether it was fab or whether it was
1: oh the fab shit was so good there's no competition chasers
2: you know childish gambino tape like jeremiah tape (laughs) Uh like you know i was even even during that time you know i did little babies tape like you know, I got some shit. So there I was forgot
1: about the childish Campino shit. There
2: was a lot of shit that I was I was doing. I was you know building Mean Street Studios, which became like a hub for you know everything that was going on in the culture in Atlanta when we were doing with Generation Now, like cultivating Uzi's career and Jack's career. Like you know, I, I just I wore a lot of hats. So you know, for me, it was like this is my lane. You know, I'm not trying to be anybody else. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like. This is DJ drama And this is how I approach And attack the game And you know what I mean It was like Hey I'm gonna I'm go for what's mine You know And I'm gonna make a name for myself And and be You know The, the greatest And you know Go down in history Is arguably One of If not the greatest DJ Of all time
1: Yeah yeah For sure Um, f- For you Obviously A guy like Uzi Is you know If he's on the show He's headlining The fucking rolling out. He's mm-hmm. He's He is Having a moment Yeah. Again. For sure. (laughs) Over and over, he has these moments where it's like, no, Uzi's fucking a superstar, rock star, for real, for real. Um, you guys had kind of gotten to like a weird patch in your relationship, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure happens a lot Mm -hmm. when artists sign. And like I I sympathize with kind of the label side, Mm because it's like, you know, you put all these resources behind Mm -hmm. the guy, you kind of put it put all the chips onto somebody, and once they pop, Mm you know, they start to be like, well, you know, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. You guys seem to have gotten over whatever weird hump you had because I see pictures of you guys together. What's your guys' relationship now? It's great.
2: Um, We got over the hump, you know. We're back in a a great working space and a great personal space. Um, Him and Cannon have been working, you know, very, very hard on the pink tape. Um, Looking forward to that. And, you know, like... it it, like it's families bicker, you know what I'm saying? And like you said, like, you know, sometimes it plays out in the public, sometimes it doesn't. And you know, like for us, you know, obviously again, like you said, we've put so much time and invested so much and like, you know, his success is our success. Mm -hmm. So even at a space and time where we may differ or, you know, I don't agree or have another opinion on it, it's like it's, it's a rock and a hard place because it's like, you know. The bigger you,
1: he is, the better it is for absolutely. you. Absolutely.
2: So, you know, it's kind of like you just got to, you know, roll with the punches and, and, you know, keep putting that work in. You know, obviously for us, a great thing that happened too uh, when we were getting a lot of the the uh, brunt of the, you know, bad publicity or bad press, like with the Rock Nation situation and all that shit. It was like. Jack Harlow came and it was like, oh, okay, these guys really know what they're doing. Like Shout out to Seth Hendrix too. You man. know what I'm saying? So, you know, and we've we've been quite successful and you know what I mean? Um, and and honestly, like I've been in the game so long and it's like I've weathered so many storms. So even with the verse shit, it's like, you know, I'm you 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 hope and you, you know, foresee like, yo, we'll get past this.
1: What was like the catalyst to you guys kind of repairing the relationship? Um Time. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Time. It was, you know, just coming you know, coming back and you know, I guess just like after a couple years of of things kinda like letting it play out, it just you know, we got back in a good space. And again, you know, we were we were moving and grooving like generation now, like you see this guy right here, Jack Harlow? <laughs> We got some things going I on. I never understood the Rock
1: Nation thing because I always like thought to myself, like, it's not like you Lake and Don Cannon aren't of the culture and say, aren't say, who the fuck
2: you are. Say it again. So say, I was
1: like, yo, Say why, it again. Why aren't why is it Rock Nation that try to pull people out of deals from like actual culture vultures? Say it again. Like you're DJ drama. <laughs> like like you trying to fucking pull my guy out of like like he's like he found this kid, you know what I'm saying? Like DJ
2: Drama did not pay Bootleg Kev to make such an accurate
1: statement. No, as soon as that happened, I was like, there's people who you you should advocate to get out of deals. Say it again. But we're talking about Don Cannon, Drama, and Lake? Come on, bro. Like, three young,
2: black, successful men who met in college at the ages of 18 and 19 HBCUs, by the way, and made a name for themselves within the hip-hop culture for two decades, paving the way and putting on and providing for the culture. Mm-hmm. Like, huh? Yeah. Of Anybody that should have been embraced or it should have, the the way it played out, that... Like, that I didn't see
1: them like advocating that. to, like, get ad, uh, Meek Mill released off at Atlantic after he complained about how he didn't <laughs> like his deal. <laughs> right? Oh, I <laughs> fucking... <laughs> It's just shit doesn't add up anyway shout out to uzi he's a fucking legend <laughs> absolutely how's the pink tape sounding it's dope yeah yeah so it's
2: a, it's a lot of songs i know they're trying to you know get them down to a like a good solid i don't want to say a number but um they got a lot of music they got a lot of music so
1: you uh making this proclamation that just want to rock is the new philly anthem i think only <laughs> would have actually worked out if you guys won the super bowl It fucked me up when we lost. um, It fucked me up because I booked you that night. I was like, we got drama? We about to have the Eagles Celebration Party? Let's go. Fucking
2: shit. Oh, man.
1: Fucking Patrick Mahomes and his...
2: Boy, did I put my foot in my mouth on that one. But everybody keeps leaving out. I said this year. Like, I said this year, but... Um yeah, that 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 was a viral moment.
1: Yeah. Um that was fun. What did you see in like first of all, how did you actually find Jack Harlow? Because all these like old videos of him being twelve and rapping like went viral like like a year or two ago and it was just so funny. I'm like, Oh, this little motherfucker was rapping when he was a child. Yeah. How did you like actually like discover a kid, a little white dude, by all means kind of a little nerdy dude in, in Louisville? So I
2: had a homeboy come to the studio one day. And just say his name to me. And I went on Instagram and just, like, immediately followed him. And Jack saw me follow him, and he, like, followed me back. And he, he, he wound up later telling me, like, he told his homeboy, like, yo, DJ Drama just followed me. Like, damn, I'm a sign the drum. And there's a very legendary engineer that we've worked with Um Throughout my career, who's uh, mixed uh, a bunch of my records as well as a lot of classics, including Dreams and Nightmares, worked with Waka, worked with um, 2 Chains. His name is KY, Mm -hmm. KY Engineering. Oh, yeah, Um, I written the name. So, yeah, he has, you know, KY Engineering legendary tag. tag. Yeah. Yeah. So his name is KY because he's from Kentucky. And, um, around the same time that I had found out about Jack, he was also, uh, working with Jack and he told Lake like, yo, I got something I want to bring to you. You know, I just want to get it to a certain space. Mm-hmm. So he was, you know, he was putting a bug in Lake's ear about Jack. So it kind of like literally happened around the same time. And then Jack just one, one day found his way to Main streets <clears throat> and then, you know, heard he was in the building and we like we met and we sat down and we chopped it up we, t- we talked music and life and movies and shit like that and you know i was i was just impressed and then you know we came to the table like you know we had a meeting and uh all parties you know came to the agreement that we wanted to sign them
1: hmm. it's crazy too because i do feel like you guys have kind of gone the old school route of like actually developing artists
2: yeah that's how we like to do it we like to get Involved like In the early stage Of the their career Like you know Be part of artist development yeah, Like we don't Nobody's
1: really, doing that Like I don't I yeah. mean Like I remember Like Jack was just On like these little Indie tours Dropping just dropped little, Dark Knight When yeah. we signed them So it's kind of crazy Like Yeah in, in an era where Everybody's signing bullshit Because it's, it's It's viral You guys have kind of Taken the opposite approach And reaped the benefits I mean
2: it's It's paid off Like we have You know We have generational artists Like we have fucking superstars, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, like we were talking, it's, it's, it's quality over quantity, you mm-hmm. know? And and then there are times when, to be honest, with, within us, ourselves as a label, like we we discuss and like analyze like about signing more, you know, more, qu- more quantity than we, we might do at the level we are now. So, um but you know when we when we sign something like we really believe in it and you know we 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 put that time in and and our artists are like, you know, artists that are
1: going to be here.
2: You know what I'm saying? Did you
1: guys ever try to sign ESTG?
2: Um we did.
1: And so that so you guys are a part of that whole. Was it like a, a bidding war or
2: No, the to be honest, um Lake and um one of our ANR's Royce Monroe uh, Royce was was um pretty much uh engineering estG he, he did a lot of his early stuff at mean streets and he was he was in the building like all the, time. the entire time yeah and um lake also wanted to sign est to the label the way we were trying to go around to structure the deal um wasn't exactly what ESTG was looking for at the time, and the way not Nigel shot the Nigel, you know, Nodge was who was uh AR at Atlantic at a time, you know, used to be at Mean Streets all the time. He came to Mean Streets, met G, and went and took him to Gotti.
1: So that's how it happened. Yeah and then there's like the legendary video of Yo Got. Yeah I feel like anytime you sign with CMG you just get a pile of cash. Yeah like a big ass chain and cash and all that. So you
2: know, I mean everything happens for a reason, you know um I, I can't front like G is definitely somebody
1: that like for me I'm like damn we I, I wish like we could get that.
2: Yeah, yeah 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 for sure.
1: For is there sure. anybody else who was like kind of like at the finish line but just didn't for whatever reason ended up working out? They made a choice to go somewhere else or
2: Um yeah there's people. There's 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 various people like, you know Early on, we were we were interested in signing Tory Lanes. Who else was there? You know, we were. I was. I was there early on in Amigo's career. Mm. Um, Ot Genesis. Ot. Yeah, yeah. We wanted to sign Ot. Yeah. Amigos would have. T Fly. Oh yeah, we 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 wanted to sign T Fly. You know what? You guys. We wanted to sign Problem.
1: That, that you guys you guys yeah. had scheme
2: we had scheme. Yep. yeah scheme still generation now
1: shout out to my guy scheme the duke yeah. man yep.
2: scheme scheme was scheme our first yeah it's the first person we ever signed was scheme. was scheme yep scheme
1: are you guys actively always trying to sign artists because i know Absolutely. you have you do have a roster of artists that you are develop- i mean there's a guy like seti hendrix who's yeah. just been kind of just putting in that grind and just continuously staying consistent Leveling up slowly, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Putting out quality music. Sunny Digital. Sunny Digital. I didn't know Sunny Digital was. Yeah, Sunny Digital Generation now. He has a project
2: coming out. We have a female artist, Carvina, that we've been developing. She's super fire. And then we have some. We have some new artists. You guys got to grab someone from
1: L.A. Yeah. Yeah, from Detroit. And Detroit. I feel like Detroit's. You got to get somebody from Detroit, bro. Yeah, I'm. I'm open. Listen, hit hit my line. Don't let y'all sign Babytron away from Gazi. Hit my line, and <laughs> we
2: um, we have um, we're we're in the process of uh rebooting the management company mm-hmm. uh, on Generation Now too. So we got some some dope uh, some some dope people on the roster too that we're
1: gonna announce soon. Let Will tell it from Taylor Gang. Uzi was almost Taylor Gang. If you let Will tell it, yeah. How does he tell it? He just said we om- we almost had Uzi. I think it was like it would have been like a generation now Taylor Gang thing. I don't know. Was that ever like close to actually happening? Because you guys, <laughs> it, you're on every fucking Wiz Khalifa tour that ever happens. Yeah. So yeah. this is a family thing. Shout yeah. out to shout out to Will and that, Nate and the guys and all those guys. Was that ever like a thing that was close to?
2: It was a, it was a family situation. I mean, basically, you know.
1: First time I ever heard Uzi. By the way, was, was in Ty Dolla Sign's dressing or hotel room in. Boston, like fucking, I don't know how many years ago, he was just playing his shit on the sound. like, oh, what the fuck is this? Ty
2: was? Yeah. Yeah. So Vert, you know, I took Vert on tour with me during, every summer I go on tour with Wiz. He came out, because <clears throat> I actually met him during our first tour together. We we did um, in 2014, one that, one that I did with Wiz. And then the next year, uh, we went out with uh, Wiz and Fallout Boy, and I brought Vert. On the road with me, so he would come out on my set um, and perform what you want, mm-hmm. and you know him and him and uh, Wiz just you know established a relationship and a bond, and you know Wiz put him on a record very early on, um, and you know like so. In that sense like you know he was family he was he was like he was like taylor gang you right. know but it wasn't like a it wasn't like a paperwork situation
1: he, i think he might have had a taylor gang chain he
2: did so what happened was i think at um the first very uzi christmas we did in philly um wiz gave him a taylor gang chain on the stage now mind you this is this is still very early on when people one didn't even know uzi was signed to DJ drama Don Cannon, let alone know what Generation Now was. Mm -hmm. So that literally was kind of like the way that the name Generation Now even got some traction because it came out like Uzi Vert signs to Taylor Gang. And, you know, of course, those are our brothers, those family, but we were like, uh, this is not exactly...
1: Not the whole story.
2: Yeah, he signed a Generation Now. So then it turned into like, wait, what's Generation Now? So it kind of like in a sense kind of worked out in our favor because it was a way for us to start to brand generation. Now,
1: listen, do you want to win some money? Got to stop the interview, but listen, there's so many opportunities to gamble, to bet on your favorite sports, to make sports more interesting. NFL season is over, but it's all good because the opportunities to win are just getting started. Yeah. Look, there's so many things you can do. We're talking about NCAA, NBA, NHL, UFC, boxing, boxing, there's blackjack tournaments, so much money to get in on. And check this out, y'all. If you sign up right now using the promo code BOOTLEG, do it right now. You can get a welcome bonus up to $1,000, plus you're going to get a free $150,000 March Madness Bracket Contest entry. That's mybookie.ag. Use the promo code BOOTLEG right now. Get a bonus up to $1,000. You're going to put in 200 bucks, they could give you $200. You put in a thousand, they'll give you another thousand, all right? Look, right now, go to mybookie.ag, sign up, use that promo code March Madness is upon us. So much great sports, just NBA season, playoffs are on the way. Man, you could like literally put together some crazy props, like uh, I don't know, over under on a player that you like scoring. You could do a future on the MVP. You think Jokic is going to win it. You think Joel Embiid's going to win it. Whatever it is. Get in on the action right now. MyBookie.ag with that promo code bootleg when you sign up. Get that free deposit bonus, all right? Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. Also, shout out to our family at Hardeen. Hardeen, Las Vegas. Yes, you see them. I was just there in Vegas yesterday. This is the best place I've ever been to in terms of dispensaries. I've been to probably hundreds of these things And the experience at Hardeen is like nowhere else. The customer service, the selection of premium cannabis, the experience as a customer that you get when you walk into the building in Las Vegas is bar none the best. It's just the best, man. They are the best. We got so much going on this weekend. They're sponsoring the Rolling Stone party on Friday, Super Bowl weekend. Fabulous Thursday. Offset Friday, Meek Saturday. It's a lot going on with Hardine. You got to follow him at Hardeen underscore Las Vegas right now. Shoot him a follow on Instagram. While you're at it, go to their website, HardeenLasVegas.com. So much fly gear. So much fly weed. What are we talking about, baby? Shout out to Hardine, man. That's the family, man. Go, if you're in Vegas, pull up on him, man. Hardeen Las Vegas. Take me back. You guys get hit by the feds for essentially the, mi- the mixtape hustle. Like, yeah. For people who don't know, back in the day, I don't even know how many CD burners you guys had to have had. (laughs) But I know- How many
2: did you have, being the name bootleg? No, I only
1: had one of the 10 10 ones. (laughs) Yeah. So you put the one at the top, and then you do 10 at a time, (laughs) and then I had a little shitty printer I was printing fucking mixtape covers out on. I would go to the fucking (laughs) staples and buy the jewel cases. (laughs) I'd steal ink from the fucking demo printers. What a time. But, you know- How much money do you think I made you? Oh, you made me a lot of money. You helped feed my baby. Oh, I would say you salute you DJ Smalls the game and G Unit radios. Fire. That was that was I mean cuz Southern Smoke was like a big brand too at that very, time. Very
2: very big brand. Very big. That was my main competitor.
1: Yeah, it was like Gangsta Grills and Southern Smoke. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but like do you know like what the like was there like a certain thing that happened that turned the feds attention to what was happening with the mixtape culture cuz technically technically it was against the law i guess yeah it was it was against the law like what was the catalyst i guess that turned
2: i mean there's a lot of different conspiracy theories i mean if if we if we go back in in time like if we look at where music was at that time like the music business was in a decline for sure so a lot of like the bottom line wasn't what they the Heads or you know the top of the food chains were are used to seeing, and mixtapes were it was like the wow wow west in a lot of ways. So it was
1: such it was it was like the crypto market.
2: So outside of like the sanctioned gangster grills that I was doing and the other like G Unit radios, there were like all these just random mixtapes out of people getting songs and leaking them and taking them from Gmails and you know literally being bootlegs. So. I think in a way it was affecting, um, potentially it could have been affecting some of the business or maybe they were just looking at mixtapes as a scapegoat, you know? And then, you know, at the same time, mixtapes started to show up in like Best Buy and Target with barcodes. Which I never understood. Yeah, shit was like, nigga, those are fucking bootlegs. Like- Literally, like- like they had barcodes on them and that, that wasn't coming from me, you know what I mean? Like, so- they didn't run up in Best Buy with the M16s and arrest them for bootlegging and racketeering. But I think when when that started to happen, and like you know, me being the the go to guy, like the top of the food chain, it was like you know maybe they were out to send a message, and and obviously it got across because shit changed after that
1: for sure. So at the time in your peak, you guys have your headquarters. Are you guys burning the CDs? distributing the mixtapes to like the bodegas, the mixed units of the world, these websites where you can go get mixtapes. Were you guys the source of just your gangster Grill shit or were you guys also producing other people's shit? Nah, we were just
2: doing all in-house stuff. So right. it was all affiliates.
1: All so, affiliates. Yeah. yeah,
2: so right. everything that we were doing was strictly like under our uh, under our brand. Um, so there were gangster Girls, but like that was one of the problems too. Like so when, when, when they went to gangstagrills.com, one of the red flags that they saw wasn't necessarily the Gangster Girls. It was the other CDs that had like Michael Jackson on Seen the cover like the, yeah. or Beyonce on the cover. Yep. And it was like a blend of Michael Jackson. So, the mashup
1: know, shit. Yeah. They, or there was like
2: the radio mixes. Yeah, they seeing shit like that and like, oh, these are like,
1: you know, this is Michael Jackson. And what were you guys selling mixtapes per piece for back then? Like, let's say if someone bought it directly from you, maybe like two, three dollars. Oh wow! I used to do, I think, five bucks a pop or five for twenty for wholesale. No, no, just like at the swap meet in my space. Oh, I'm talking about wholesale. 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 I was doing like two
2: fifty. Yeah, like two fifty three dollars, um, a piece. Probably like seven, eight dollars or something like that. I don't, I don't remember. Everything I was doing at that time was in bulk, so we were. It was selling. all wholesale shit. Yeah, it was at a lesser price. People were buying like quantities of from 200 to 1,000 at the time, like nonstop.
1: In a hypothetical world in which you were doing that, but you're not who you are right now, what would have been the best year that you made mixtape money was In a hypothetical world where it actually didn't happen in a far universe, far away.
2: Are you... So let me get this question straight.
1: I'm not... I'm asking you mm-hmm. if you were someone who looks just like you in a different universe, how much illegal mixtape money would somebody like you have made at a peak without it actually being you?
2: You know what's crazy? Uh, to answer that, like, in, a, in that hypothetical world, somebody who may have looked like me,
1: like... In, like, another universe, doppelganger. Like, 100000 a month. Wow. Yeah. And that, is that taxable? In this S- hypothetical world... Where this person does. Some of exist. it
2: is. Yeah. I was yeah. it was uh, a hypothetical person would have been paying taxes on it. Because wow. it was going through the banking system. Gotcha. It was cash involved as well. Yeah. But what's crazy is even after the raid, like during the like that PIF era and live mixtape era, yo, I probably made more money then. But how? Because they were they were cutting me checks to make whatever gangster girls I put out okay. exclusive, exclusive to their site. Yeah. So when an artist would come to me to do a tape, I'd be like, that's fine, but it has to go on that piff. And then that piff was What was the me, Dat
1: piff check for like dedication, bruh. for dedication what was the check?
2: Probably like 50. Jesus. They would give me they gave me 50 and gave Wayne a buck 50.
1: Like And yo, when you guys would drop those fucking tapes, it, the sh- like like that piff would get shut the fuck it down. would crash.
2: Like I I made more money after the raid off mixtapes than I made during the earlier days. I bought nice
1: the the first time I ever interviewed you or met you, I was like a nobody intern at Power in Phoenix. And I had the, I bought the white tea with I'll the never free DJ it. drama shit off a of mixed unit. And I was like, man, I'm about to be drama, I'm about to bust out the tea. You I know remember. what I'm saying? That
2: was, and, and we did that interview like, during my first album run, right after the raid, so that was like oh seven.
1: Yeah, it was around. It was it was early, bro. I was yeah, like a nobody.
2: Yeah, but I never forget. Like I remember you from that time. I was like, like a skinny. Just, the first time we yeah. met in in Phoenix when we did that fucking in a, yeah. triple XL DJ drama <laughs>
1: Yeah, I shout out that. to Mix Unit, man. I used to buy a hell of shirts off of there.
2: Yeah, they had everything. Yeah.
1: Fucking A, man. I just saw, well, I guess Dat Piff isn't actually closing. They put up a tweet that said that they're. I I saw that. I was so sad.
2: That's crazy. I mean, it's crazy because Fab DM'd it to me, too. Like, I I had, I think I I saw it on, um, I saw a post about it. And then right after I saw a post about it, Fab DM'd it to me. And I think he DM'd it to me because I we just recently sat down for um something I got coming out and we were talking about that era. But like just to think about that, like imagine if that piff does or did had gone under, like that's like a generation it's an yeah it's like it's it's like a part of our culture that could potentially go like lost you know what i mean right. like so much of that stuff is not available on the dsp's and like you know where people don't know where to find it and like if we lose if we lose that you know that time or and that music from that that era it's like it'll just be like a word It'll be like Damn Do you remember Or you know It'll it'll just be spoken about So it's really It's like really important That we, we get a hold of that You mm-hmm. know Just in
1: Just a, to keep it alive I just feel gotta like for, keep it To it keep alive. the history alive
2: Gotta keep the history alive It's like where
1: else Am I gonna go I don't wanna go listen To some shitty YouTube Fucking shit to go listen to like the Pharrell tape or some Little Brother shit nah, or that, and, you know.
2: and one of my goals is something I've been working on too is definitely bringing some of the classics to the DSPs like so they they uh, can be available so people you know
1: there's so many um, projects yeah, like and it's,
2: it's a lot of work but it can be done like it can be done so um, one that we're, we're definitely in the process of working on is, is getting dedication to up on DSPs it's really just what clearing the beats yeah you, the you gotta clear clearing the pub clearing the beats like you know i'm sure wayne's down
1: of course yeah 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 that can't yeah. do it without without the goal. can't do it without him yeah. um who all do you have on this new album um
2: i got a lot of great people tyler the creator who who's uh, okay
1: who's the who's on the tyler song tyler and
2: i just just wait give wait, wait me something here just wait to hear you it. You
1: may wait long enough for this fucking interview. Who's on <laughs> in the Tyler song drama? It's Tyler and? You can't put Tyler on a song with anybody. So it's just Tyler. Yeah. So he's got track number two or the intro or what is it? It's, I mean. It feels like it's just What Tyler. a way to
2: start. Track two? What a, what a way to, you know. Mm. What a way to come off a of Grammy. What track number is it? What a way to start. So it's the intro. <laughs> I love it. Check you um, out. Jack Harlow's on the album. I sure would hope so. A little Uzi Vert. Uh Lil Wayne's on the album. Jesus. Uh Forty Two Doug's on the album. Um La Russell's on the album. Love La Russell. Uh Sah's on the album. Car- Shout out to Sai High. Carvina's y- on the album. Uh Moneybag Yo's on the album. Gucci's on the album. Jeezy's on the album.
1: Mm.
2: Nipsey Hustle's on the album. Nipsey. Blast is on the album. Did you put Nipsey and Blast on a song together? Um I got some shit on there. I got some shit.
1: You're telling me you got Nipsey and Blast on the album together?
2: I got some shit. I'm pretty excited for you to hear it.
1: How do you get the Nipsey verse?
2: Um, You know, Nipsey did a lot of recording at... Uh, mean me- Street? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So, you, so you, okay.
2: Lost the archives.
1: So the, we got this old Nipsey verse. You reach out to Black Sam. Make sure, obviously, you have to clear it with the family. Of course. Yeah. Late, and then and there's a lot of that process. And then you send the verse to Blast and say, I need a hook. Yeah. You
2: know how it goes. Wow. You know how to put songs together.
1: Blast and Nipsey, man. Woo!
2: Featuring another
1: artist. From LA? No. 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 Wow. Yeah. I can't wait. That sounds like a Simba's smash. on the album. Simba. Is Simba and the Russell on a song together? No.
2: No. 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 I
1: love it. Shout out to the Bay, man. Yeah.
2: Wiz is on there, Tip is on there, hmm. so I I feel like I have some of the, um, you know the the uh, the people you would expect to see work with drum as well as a lot of like new voices as well. So it's a good you know combination.
1: Yo, how do you kind of look back at the Grand Hustle era of your career? Because when you <laughs> were on Grand Hustle, mm-hmm. it was like the hottest shit moving. Yeah, like I think a lot of things probably you know, kind of went wrong or, you know, I mean, obviously B.O.B. is a star. I think Trade the Truth is on Grand Hustle. Am I, am I tripping? Tip
2: had a hell of a roster if we really want to put it into perspective. Young Joe.
1: I actually really liked the guy that snitched. Alpha Mega. Yeah. You liked Alpha Mega? He was hard as fuck. Yeah, but, had- but, you know, he was kind of like the first 6'9". nine. <laughs> He was
2: an early teller. Because he was, he was a fire. Early, he was on he that record. He was
1: on that record with Buster Rhymes?
2: Yeah, we had to perform that without Tip at the hip hop awards when Tip got. Was, it, was up. that called Hurt? Yeah, Hurt. Oh, that yeah. shit was
1: hard. His voice was crazy. Yeah,
2: we performed that. I just somebody just recently sent me that YouTube video. It was like Wyclef opened up, and then we, and then me, fucking Alpha Mega and Buster performed Hurt without Tip.
1: Because he was incarcerated, people
2: right? were. He had just got locked up, like literally that day.
1: Do you think him getting locked up like kind of affected like the trajectory of the label as a whole?
2: In a sense, I mean, you know, because he had Meek Mill was originally Grand Hustle, and I didn't know that. Yeah, Meek Meek was over Grand Hustle. I think I did know f- that. for a period of time. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, Travis Scott was. I remember Travis Grand Hustle. Travis was My, Grand Hustle. Yeah, B. O. B. Iggy Azalea. Um, oh man. You know, Tip Tip has had a his hand in a in, in a nice. You know, uh, I don't think he gets the credit that he should deserve when it comes to like having a an eye for for talent.
1: I agree. Ti has an amazing eye for talent. Yeah, yeah.
2: And then you know, there's others that he like. He talks about you know Savage and Thug coming to him wanting to sign, and you know him telling him, "Look, like I think you should do it this way. I could give you this million dollars, but." You know, just I could give you this game that'll go a lot farther. So, um, yeah. But but as far as like that time in my career, I, I don't know if what I want to call it, like a golden era. But it was a hell of a it was a hell of a time. Like you know, being Ti's DJ when Ti was like the hottest shit number one rap, rapper. Like he was literally the hottest rapper out. Like you know, we was we was doing tours across the state. I went around we went around the world together. Um he was doing fucking Chevy commercials. <laughs> he was like I I was in ATL like, you know, he he had the number 1 album and number 1 movie out at the same time like, you know, he was on fire. I mean, literally I got to go on tour with Jay-Z cuz of tip. Um and then, you know, my brand Gangsta Grills mm-hmm. was the hottest thing going, so like, you know, to be DJ Drama and and what TI was and for us to you know, be together at that time. It was like, it was kind of what I had always like dreamed for in a way of like a DJ artist relationship. Mm-hmm. Like growing up, looking at you know Run DMC and Jam Master J and Fresh Prince and Jazzy Jeff or being Rakim or even with, like Who Kid at Fifty or like yeah, you guys were like
1: synonymous on. with each other for a minute. Yeah, yeah,
2: like Green and M early on, like when 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 I when I when Tip was like rising and like I was doing my thing and I was like, oh yeah, like this is, this could be my guy, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I like, I used to literally go to the studio, to the groundhouse studios, which later became my studios, but I would literally go there like every day just to be around, just to kind of like vibe for that DJ gig. Cause I knew what that, coming. Could, what that could be. Yeah. So and cool. then we had some hell of a times on the road. Like I, I saw a lot of, a lot of, a lot of things.
1: What was the Jay-Z tour?
2: So originally it was the best of both worlds tour, mm. and the one know, that like
1: went left yeah quick. the
2: incident happened yeah. in, in New York, and during the New York show, Jay was bringing out a bunch of people, one and and that was when Tip had bring him out out, mm-hmm. so he brought Tip out for that show. So after that show, it became basically the Jay Z and Friends tour. So we wound up on the tour. So for the next like month. You know, I was on the road watching fucking Jay Z, DMX, Mary J. Blige perform every night, you know? Like it was crazy. It was insane. Like, you know, and this is like 04. It was all, it was insane. 04. Yeah. Who was it, it who was Jay's DJ at that time? Was it
1: Neil Armstrong?
2: Um Jay didn't have a DJ, if I'm not mistaken. They were running the board just running the the the, the um the instant soundback. replay from yeah. the okay, from okay. the side.
1: Yeah. Speaking of, shout out to Green Lantern, the legend. Green Lantern. Jay Z's DJ, Eminem's DJ, Nas's DJ. Bro, like who can say that? I tell him that all the time. One of my personal favorite mixtape creators of all time. Oh yeah, he's like those Green Lantern remixes. Oh, there's
2: no Gangster Girls if there's no Green Lantern. Green Lantern is a fight like, like, for amazing. like we used to like salivate pause over green's tapes like we was when green would drop we would sit there and just
1: like the rap phenomenon shit we
2: would be so overwhelmed and just so like yo we got to get on our shit like you know green was green was our green was our idol bro like even before i knew him like you know and and now like he's such a great personal friend of mine but like coming up like Green Lantern was the epitome of
1: what I wanted to be as a mixtape DJ. Shout out to Green. Um, There's a list of artists who never did a Gangsta Grills. Uh, Who's the one person who you never got to do a tape with, but it almost happened? It was like almost there, but it just, for whatever reason, didn't end up working out. Um, There's a couple. Uh, Drake. um,
2: Black Thought. Oof. Which still better make that
1: shit happen for yeah, Philly?
2: Which still needs to happen. Um Travis Scott, mm. Nicki Minaj. Um, who am, am I forgetting? Like,
1: who's he forgetting? Like,
2: Travis, Travis, Nicki, Drake, Drake, Black Thought, Black Thought. A big. There's another big one. I think. I mean, that's a hell of a lineup. Any, any
1: of those that you you started to work on it, but it just didn't get finished or just never
2: got well, a- well we started to work on the Drake and Gucci tape the collaboration. Um there were like there are a couple songs that got started for that. Um that we'll never probably hear. No, they came out Oh, they did come. Yeah, out. they came out on like the Cold Wars. And then the tape that's that is be Me Up Scotty was originally supposed to be a gangster girls. So the Nicki Minaj tape that, you know. That Ho- just
1: Holiday did it, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Holiday and I think, Trapaholics or something. So yeah, but that was originally a,
1: a Gangsta Grills. The Gangsta Grills drop. Mm-hmm. I just saw somebody was getting sued for using someone's voice as a drop on all these records. Did you ever have to like get any sort of legal paperwork to clear the drop? Bro, Little John
2: is the like greatest human being on the planet. Like he has to this day. And like, by me saying this, I'm not, it's not even like there's a worry because if he had any intentions at like, he could have came so long ago. You know what I'm saying? Like I've literally been running with his voice for 22 years. Like, Since he was the first host of Gangsta Grills, like my brand has has been built off of his back. You know what I'm saying? And he's done nothing but show love. Like, you know.
1: So was that the original drop was from the original Gangsta Grills? So he came
2: the first time I ever had a host for Gangsta Grills was John. um, And he came and hosted the tape. And he was just doing drops, and in the drop, he said "Gangsta Grizzles." Yeah. And then the next tape I did, I didn't have a host, so I was like, "All right, well, fuck it, I'm gonna just you run his voice back and just like keep playing it." And
1: that was how it, it was born. And then it was over yeah. from there. Shit's legendary, crazy, so legendary. You know, for you now that Jack is kind of crossed over to superstar status i know he's got a movie coming soon just did his first uh headlining arena tour yeah uh just got nominated for best rap album of the year even though i I don't think he should have got nominated personally but yeah i love the guy yeah um have you guys because i do feel like when an artist hits that wave where they're just like fucking out of here do you guys keep your relationships as solid as it always has been I mean,
2: Jack is a is solid human being, so because
1: he kind of wi- got to witness. I kind of feel like he was somehow like weirdly wedged in between like <laughs> the Uzi Generation <laughs> Now thing. Yeah, he was. It it, it, it was kind of unfair for him. Yeah, you know. But like he kind of got to see. And what was
2: dope is that he really, you know, he's like. I, I feel like him really standing by me during that meant a lot. You know what I'm saying? And at a time when like he could have just kind of like i don't i don't want to say stay out of it in a sense of that he was in it but when the 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 press or the way it was being portrayed as as if we were bad guys jack really went out on a limb and put his arm around me and was like yo this is my guy you know what i'm saying and i always tip my hat off to him for that you know what i'm saying for cuz he didn't have to do that he could have he could have totally stayed out of the way you know i don't even know if you remember like there were some pictures and then mm-hmm. like you know it, like him and Uzi had a a little back and forth in between They, had, I think i remember that they yeah. had never even met you know what i'm saying it was it was basically just because i was in the middle but um so yeah to your point i mean he did get to see that and you know obviously when 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 you have artists like you know, <clears throat> you have these conversations early on in their careers, like, "Yo, you, you know, you when you're a superstar, like, you know, people change or things happen, and yeah. you know, Jack's just a, he's a solid guy. You know, obviously at 25, you know where he is with the type of success and the st- and the stardom. He's not the same kid he was at 19, but you know, he's he's a very focused individual, like." you know he made the decision years ago to to stop drinking like mm-hmm. you know to like get in a, a workout regimen like he was really really focused and you know i just i just think outside of rap music like he's solid you know what i'm saying so you know they're all, they're, they're they're all artists you know and and in our own ways me included like there's always a certain level of narcissism. I feel like that comes along with being an artist. So you know, there's times when you you, you watch people be in their be own, in their mode, their mode, yeah. and you know, it comes with the territory. You know, it's not something I'm like. I'm I've been doing this too long, so I get it. But. um but somebody like jack i i will say you know i've watched i watched his growth and you know i'm proud that like he still has maintained this this level of of humility
1: has he started working on a new album yet yes cuz i know i mean i feel like he had such a wild year that yeah. like i kind of feel like if i'm like jack harlow i'm unplugging for like yeah a cool 90 days at for least for sure before the, well, the movie, yeah. the album, well, first class. I mean,
2: because he was—he was—it was Jack Harlow's season. Like he was everywhere. Like you couldn't look left or right without seeing Jack Harlow. So I would—I mean, to your point, like I would say these last couple months, it's, it's been a little more quiet, right? Outside of maybe like a Super Bowl commercial, or he wasn't even in Arizona for the Super Bowl. He was not. He was. He wasn't Arizona. Cause I was
1: like, I was like, oh, I already know he's about to do all the white clubs.
2: <laughs> he didn't go to Arizona for the Super Bowl. He he wasn't an All Star. You know, yeah, nobody wants to go to Utah. <laughs> he was he was quiet for the Grammys outside of going to the Grammys, right? Like, you know, he's he's been in a real work mode um, for the most part. So you know, he's 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 back in Louisville. Um, working in in a space and an environment that he's comfortable in. And, you know, he's he's got a
1: lot of new music. Um, Give me the NBA Youngboy tape. Did you have to go to Salt Lake City to link with him? Or were you just sending over shit after? Like, how's that? Because he's kind of like a, you know. Truthfully? Yeah, truthfully. I got a call
2: on Tuesday or Wednesday. Yo, I'm dropping a mixtape. This NBA young boy calling you. I want you to host it. Yo, I got like two other tapes coming out, bro, but the week of to, uh, the week of Oh, wow. He was trying to get out of that deal. <laughs> he called me Tuesday or Wednesday. I think I did the tape if I if he called me Tuesday when we dropped the tape. Thursday night? night. i probably finished it Thursday and we dropped it. But like I'm not saying no to an NBA of young course. tape. and it's just like, you know, it was like I had already the the Jeezy and the Snoop and I and people had knew, knew knew about them. Right. So I was like, "Oh my god, when I come with uh, NBA Youngboy tape, I'm going to fuck these niggas up. Like, they're on like, one day. They're going to be like, yo, drums on some other, drums Yeah, it on was steroids. like, I,
1: we were, no, we was in New York. I called you. <laughs> you I did. called you. You did. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. am I fucking crazy? Or are you dropping three mixtapes today? I was like, what the fuck is going on? This shit is crazy. You just got a Grammy, bro. Chill. Let these motherfuckers breathe a little bit.
2: <laughs> no chill. Not letting nobody And then breathe. with Snoop,
1: Jeezy, and NBA Youngboy. Yeah, that was crazy jesus christ
2: listen man i mean let's put it in perspective like i've been what i've been djing 30 years i've been in the business 20 years two decades plus like i've had a moment or moments where i was on fire so now in 2021 22 23 i'm back on fire like you You can't turn it up yeah you got to like you can't take that shit for granted and mind you even the years before that like it's not like i haven't been working it's not like jack hasn't been successful or uzi wasn't doing this thing or i didn't have my vegas residency or i was dropping things here or there like it's not like i have I, I, i haven't been busy but to be in this space right now at 45 with my skin glowing like this, yeah. drinking a gallon of water, looking 21. Like, come on, man, I'm not not playing.
1: You with have niggas. never stopped doing clubs. Never. And you're in a position where you don't need to do nightclubs. I don't. So why do you still do the
2: club shit? Um I don't like to leave any money on the table and I it, it keeps me it keeps me fresh. Like I like I like to know, like, I like to, as a DJ, I like to still feel like, I know what's going on. You know what like I mean. You like you still
1: have the fingers on the like pulse of the shit. Yeah, because you kind of like, have to have that in order to rock clubs.
2: Uh, ex- absolutely. Like you, you have to. Or, it like forces you to be. Yeah, if you're not if you're not in the clubs regularly or know what's going on, like yeah, you you can't just go and not to the type of clubs that we do or right. that I'm in. Like I'm respectfully, I'm not DJing for forty five year olds. Like right. I'm DJing for uh, the club age, which is what like twenty one to. 30 right something or whatever so you know to do that you know you gotta you gotta stay in the mix and it's crazy because I did get to a point like when I was like 30 37 38 like I came to lake and I was like bro like when I'm when I turn 40 bro I don't want to do clubs anymore like I don't want to be that guy like I don't want to be the old head in the club and so there was a there was a small period a small window where like Lake wasn't booking me as much, you know what I mean? Like and and we had a, a bunch of other revenues of of you know revenue streams coming in, but I wasn't really doing a lot outside of maybe like my Vegas residency or um big shit. Yeah, but I was Cuz you'll do
1: like you'll pull up and do I mean, we were talking about Flux, RIP to Flux in San Diego. But I mean, you know, I, just, I mean
2: most of the shit I do is pretty, you know, it's 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 of a certain caliber. For sure. But again like you you know just to be in this position and to get these opportunities like you know it's a blessing like the moment you take it for granted bro the mo- is the moment they take it away from you you know what i mean right. and like see, i just, you got
1: to get it while you're getting it cuz you I don't just, know how long it's going to last and that's what i'm
2: saying like and and i've it i've had a blessed career that it's lasted this long you know what i mean and like you know but i I still feel Forever 21
1: like the store. There it is. You know? Oh, that's a bar. Like. I we'll um, see why you didn't rap, Drama. I'm fucking with you. <laughs> I said that bar on the tape. Forever 21 like the Mr. Thanksgiving, yeah. God damn it! What's up, guys? Hey, shout out to our family at uh, Blue Chew, man. Listen, I know we always are getting feedback about our Blue Chew interviews. They're not interviews. Yeah. They're commercials. And we're always getting feedback about them. Usually it's they're fucking hilarious, man. You know, People love it when we talk about Blue Chew, but let me say, this shit works. A lot of people are like, look, man, I see you talking about Blue Chew, but does it work? Yes, it works. If y'all don't know, Blue Chew, it's got the same active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis, but in a chewable form. It's delivered to your door in a discreet package, and you don't have to go inside of a doctor's office to get it. No awkward doctor visits involved. Everything is online. That's right. You go to BlueChew.com, use the promo code BOOTLEG, They will send you a month for free, a month supply of Bluetooth for free, $5 shipping. That's it. And they'll be like, damn, Kev, you were right, bro. My erections are lit as they should be. Every erection should be as erect as possible. You know, you don't want to be flaccid. You don't want to be one of those 70, 30 guys. You know, that means that 30% of your dick's potentially hardness is being uh, underutilized. Could you use an extra 30% hard? Maybe 50% hard? I don't know. It depends on what you're dealing with. Are you dealing with stress in your life? Are you tired of having sex with your girlfriend?
0: Hmm.
1: Hard to get it up? Well, go to BlueChew.com right now. Use the promo code BOOTLEG. They're going to send you a month for free. They also just dropped the mint chewable same active ingredient as Levitra. That's right. So what you need to do, I mean, you don't need to do anything. If you want to, you know, not be as hard as you can be, that's on you, bud bluechew.com use the promo code bootleg and try it for free a month supply free delivered to your door no awkward doctor appointment needed it's all online all right bluechew.com also want to shout out to our family over at odd socks that's right as someone who wears odd socks every day i'll prove it to you i'm in arizona right now this is just random we got the odd socks underwear right there i mean that's odd socks and we got the odd socks basics baby Yeah, so look, so this was stuff about Odd socks, man. Um, Not only do they got the most comfortable socks in the world, because they do. I'm not just saying that because they sponsor our show. It's true. Uh, They also got some of the crazy licenses. They just got Coca-Cola. They got Doritos. They got fucking everything. They got Scarface, Godfather, uh, Breaking Bad, WWE. We can go on and on and on underwear, socks, slippers, hats, all kinds of cool stuff. Oddsocks.official.com right now use the promo code bootleg and you will save 20% off at checkout. Try the Oddsocks basics. If you're one of those guys who wears other plain white branded socks, plain black socks, I promise you go with the Oddsocks basics and you will believe me but just you will convert over. They're way more comfortable, they're way more durable. And they just, they're odd socks. Why would you wear those other socks? We could wear odd socks, bro. Stand down and be odd. Go to oddsocksofficial.com. Use the promo code bootleg. Let's get back to the interview. All right. We talked about the greatest DJ of all time discussion. I always, you know, say that I, in my opinion, you are the goat. Um, who are your favorite DJs? Let's go a couple categories.
2: You're very vocal about that too. What's the like when you say that? Like what is? The, I just feel like there's like a what, point in time what, what's where what's the reception that you get when you say that, even from other DJs? I'm uh, curious. I
1: think I think a lot of DJs. I think because you know, like you like tweet that like yo drums the greatest. I mean, <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> just I mean, who's the other guy to get a Grammy besides Jazzy Jeff? Right? Kala has a Grammy. Does he? Yeah. What song?
2: Uh, the Nipsey record. That's right. Yep. So me, Khaled, Jeff. That might be it when it
1: comes to DJs. The Nipsey record was wow. Yeah. Shout out to Khaled. Yeah. Yeah. Salute. But who's your favorite club DJ? I have two. Favorite? I have two. Okay. <clears throat> Mr. Rogers. Shout out to H Town. And DJ Boof. Shout out to Boof. Boof just did um Is he? He's Nikki's DJ, right? Yes, he's
2: Nikki's DJ. And he was, and Fab, and he was Fab DJ. Yeah, Super
1: Bowl, DJ. he hopped on when Fab jumped on.
2: Yeah, Boofer and Mr. Rogers are like my like. I hate playing after them niggas. Like they're cold. Bro, I hate it. Like Mr. Ro- like Mr. Rogers, he does a better DJ drama set than I do. Wow. Like one one year we were on tour, we were in Houston, and I had an after party and this nigga just like was in the club giving me my flowers and like the dr- the the DJ drama yo me and Lake was si- we were like how am i supposed to go on now blown away like yo yeah. this nigga just fucking and then Boof is another one like you know i will I, i've i've seen Boof on tour we just did the Legends of the Streets tour, and that uh, had to be
1: a crazy tour, by the way.
2: It was a, it was a dope experience. Super. Was
1: Boozy on that one, or he? He, he was on. He was on one the last show.
2: One. Oh yeah, he was then, on one show, and then it didn't work out. Yeah, I saw <laughs> yeah. the footage. <laughs> um, but Boof, something happened where uh I guess Fab had like maybe missed a flight or something, right. and Boof literally had to hold it down for like Fab's whole performance set. Mm -hmm. And I think it was like Valentine's Day too. And he just like, he's a problem. Like, goof is a problem. So um, those two guys are my definitely two current favorites, like, of the now. I love both of those names, yeah. Yeah. Um, Of course, Jeff is, you know, Jeff is amazing. I remember seeing J Master J live
1: one time. It was incredible. Yeah, Um, Jeff is special though i saw i i when i was living in vegas i remember like when he would dj i would always go either go see her him or z trip just to be like just to go see some ill dj Mm -hmm. yeah 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 z trip was dope there Uh was a time when encore unplugged jazzy jeff and it caused like chaos in the vegas nightclub scene they like shut him off because he was he wouldn't stop playing hip-hop this was like the dark edm days of vegas yeah and encore there's, you know, Shecky Green? Yes. So Shecky, I think, had booked him there. And, you know, he's an old school hip hop guy. But, like, the GM of the club, like, shut Jazzy Jeff off because he was too hip hop. That's crazy. I'm like, can you imagine cutting off DJ Jazzy Jeff?
2: It was like, let his, he just went silent. Like. Yeah,
1: but, bro, Vegas used to be fucking No, nah, I remember weird. those times. Weird.
2: I remember them you times. You had to, like,
1: go DJ at Crown Nightclub or
2: some shit. Yep. Did you well, ever do Crown? Yeah, I did Crown. I used to. I did a bunch of. Run- I used to do Chateau. Oh do you, Sh- know- you
1: were at Chateau a lot.
2: Yeah, I was at Chateau. Pa- huh? at- yeah, I was at it Paris. It was in. It was in Paris. Yeah, you were at Chateau. Chateau. Yep. Was- and then what was the club that Ray J used to be a part of? Do you remember? This was like uh, oh eight oh nine. Oh, I was before I got do- there.
1: Uh, Fr- poetry.
2: Poetry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I used to do poetry all the time. Did you ever
1: do strip hop? I, of
2: course, strip hop was. Yeah, we crazy. did strip hop.
1: It's the first time I ever saw a woman swallow an entire like animal balloon.
2: She blew the whole <laughs> shit
1: up. It was like the size of this table, and it just went away, and she kept dancing. And I was like, "Is her stomach acid going to pop the yeah. balloon?" And like, "Is she going to die?" Or like, "Is she going?"
2: Yeah, strip hop was the time. That was that was the old time. Um, and then, um, yeah, Boof Booth and Rogers.
1: Uh, what about? Let's. W- what ex- are yours? <laughs> I don't know, dude. All time, just,
2: AM's pretty fucking incredible too.
1: I guess, like for me, probably. I'm sorry,
2: I, and and then I have to. Um, um, who am I? What? Oh fuck! Who am I? Who am I not thinking of? From I can't believe I I just went blank. From Canada, he was a DMC champion. Oh, A-Track.
1: A-Track. A-Track's a
2: beast. A-Track is a problem. A-Track is a problem. I love A-Track. I love he's he I like DJ, he might be my he might be third for me. Well the reason
1: I like a, like A-Trak's, guys like A-Track is cuz I feel like A-Track you could throw him in any situation.
2: Any situation. Any
1: situation and any, he's going to rock that shit. Any situation. It could be a fucking ratchet party, EDM party, doesn't matter. He could go to a fucking DMC. Any A-Tracks actually probably my favorite DJ ever. He's I bought his DVD and shit.
2: He's one of mine too. He's one of my favorite DJs ever like all around like
1: those are the kind of DJs that I like. I'm like, yo, if I could throw you, if I could see somebody rock whatever, and they got whatever in their
2: arsenal. And, you know, to, to his credit, too, like, he had a very successful label.
1: Yeah. Fool's Gold. Fool's Gold. Like,
2: you DJ. know, he fucking was Kanye's DJ. Like, yep. you know, A Track's name needs to get, he was a DMC
1: champion. Like, as he, a child. As a, a fucking 13 year old. Crazy. Like, you know, like, now A Track's probably my favorite. Personal favorite DJ, great guy. Like Scratch so, DJ. Like. I really like DJ Babu from the B Junkies. Babu is dope. But yeah, on some club shit, bro. I don't know, dude. Like, I guess it depends on what club I'm in. Cause I'm so like current that I'm like, I just know if I see someone's name on a flyer, I'm like, oh, I know the music's gonna be straight. Like if Dre Sinatra's DJing, I'm like, cool. I know it's gonna be good. Of course. If DJ BAD's is DJing, I mean, I'm in LA, so I'm naming LA guys. But yeah. I'm like, oh, I know it's gonna be a good time. Like, yeah. You know what I mean?
2: Dre is Dre is like.
1: I heard Sean Mack once who who's Oh yeah, fired. Sean
2: Mack. Sean Mack's a great one too. Sean, Sean Mack. Dope. Sean like going to Chicago, he's another one that
1: I hated coming on after. Um I, I love. What Sean about on plays. the mixtape side if we exclude Clue? Because that's gonna be the easy one to name. Yeah. But I did want
2: to again about Dre. What's what's dope about Dre too is like I feel like like he's like a a Lou will in a way like you know what I'm saying like dre is he's a fucking bro he's clutch he's clutch at all times like you know Dude, he's, he
1: saved my ass twice during Super Bowl weekend meek Mill hops on <laughs> and Dre's just letting shit fly while he's performing and he throws on one of the records that meek's like on the second verse of and goes right and meek it. looks at him like you got my verse ready and Dre's is like in the headphones and on the fly like perfect timing and I just looked at Dre like
2: what record was it was it Fuck You yes I think Was it fuck You'?
1: He, he dropped the record yeah. and, and Meek almost looked at him like what the fuck are you playing this for yeah and, and Dre's like and I was like dog thank you and then even cause your shit wasn't working with the controller we had nope. at the club yep. so Dre was like I got it it's yep. all good
2: yeah we worked out of Dre's computer and then you know me and Dre like when I first started working a lot in LA um it there was this club called colony on monday nights so all-star weekend in like 2010 was in la and i think i had a bunch of gigs and then i got added to do colony that monday of all-star and this was like around the time when la was kind of like changing you know what i'm saying and then so like the 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 type of music that I was playing and like coming from Atlanta, like I did colony and I fucking rocked. And then um me and Dre like established this relationship. So Dre would start that that was really when the West Coast was kind of resurging with the sound. Right, like right rack city like the early muster records so dre was putting me on to all the california music and he was like yo play this Yo, play this and then i would take it back home and like start putting it on shade 45 early on because i was familiar with it so like you know he's he we literally have been like rocking for a decade plus and i've been watching those
1: whatever happened you had a short-lived dj crew that was supposed to kind of rival what the heavy hitters are
2: you' talking about the affiliates or like the academy? The academy. Um, so we we we, we around twenty twelve twenty thirteen. We wanted to. Dre like, was a part of it. Yeah, Amen. Dre was a part of it. Amen. We we had a bunch of people a part of it. Like, right. um, uh, fucking, uh, Diamond Cuts, Mister Rogers. Um, it was like fifteen. It was like short lived though, right? Well, what happened, to be honest, was around the time that we launched it, I was going into my A&R um, job and then we started, Generation Now s- started and we went into the direction of you know the label and so I think that a lot of my you know, bandwidth. Our, yeah, our bandwidth and just like our focus wasn't necessarily on what we had set out to do with the DJ crew at the time, so it kind of didn't. It didn't become what it became. But you know, like you know, those the we're still proud of you know the the arsenal or the 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 collective that we put together, and then there are people that still represent or you know, right? Like it's still family. Um, but then you said something before that I wanted to bring up. Was it about you had said in the club you, you you were
1: about to name somebody else. I was just saying that like if I go to a club, I if I see someone's name on a flyer, I'm yeah. like, there's just like you a know, few names, and I'm like, oh, you know, like I love Bad, Bad dope. dope. Um, yeah, and then Sean Mac we Sean said Sean Mac's dope. Yeah, I mean, who else did we talked about? A A Track. Oh, you said
2: okay. So taking away Clue, you said a uh, mixtapes.
1: Oh, yeah. mixtapes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you take Clue out, the uh, who's 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 your personal favorite mixtape DJs after yourself, obviously, because there's been, there were some. I mean, there's guys like Big Mike, okay. DJ Smalls. Then there's Who Kid. There's I mean, so f- of course I'm gonna say Cannon first. Um, and then
2: I'm I'm gonna go Green Lantern and Who Kid. Like yeah. Green Lantern and Who Kid are are why we are where we are. Like we we would. We would religiously listen and cop Greens tapes and Who Kids tapes, and and really for two different reasons too, like because totally different styles of DJs, two totally different styles of DJing, like Green skill wise, creativity wise, like actually making records, making records, yeah. like you know the drops, just you know sound wise, nobody could touch Green, and then Who Kid for like marketing like like the the way he was packaging his the mixtapes mm-hmm. like the fold outs yeah the sponsorships, like he, it, it just was bigger than life. Like right. I think he's the first person I ever seen, like with a fold out. Like you know, like where you get
1: the CD and you're just, oh, would,
2: you just, It was not, it's not just, just a, a piece page. of paper. Like yeah. you would open it up and it'd be like all oh, this shit on there and these, you know, accolades and sponsorships and all this shit. And it was like next level shit, you know. And it was at a time when Fifth was the biggest thing in in rap music. Um, so I I love Who Kid for for that and his and his personality as well. Like. Um, you know, he's just a fucking—he's a fool. Like, for he's, sure, he's just a fucking fool. Um, so yeah, that would—those th- would be my go-to's. Um, am I leaving anybody out? Hmm. So we got Clue, Green we got Green, we got Who Kid. Um, yeah, I mean, early on, those for are me, solid. <clears throat> You know, I—I—I I'd, I'd, I'd show some love to S and S and Duop for early on in my career. You know, for being inspirations.
1: Um, you mentioned like not having bandwidth to do a lot. You still you you still do a shade forty five, is it Sunday nights? Friday. Friday nights. So you're still I mean you're a- still K- you're, you're still doing a radio show. Yep. Are you still voicing voicing radio stations imaging? Yep. hmm I still do that. You got the label, you're putting music out, you're yep. you're doing just a lot. Yeah. At what sacrifice? has, what has been the biggest sacrifice you've had to make in the last 20 years? Because it could be time. I mean, you have yeah. grown, like a, a grown daughter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. is it time with the kids? Absolutely. Is it family that, life.
2: That, that, was, that was probably the the biggest sacrifice was, um, uh, was father time. Like, there was a lot of times, you know, during my kid's, like earlier obviously not so much these days because they're older but you know that i was gone a lot and i was on the road like summer tours or just like on the weekends so you know um that time you can't get back i mean you know it also benefited for them because they live a very good life and you know have a very good lifestyle but um yeah I, i think that's probably the biggest sacrifice that that you make
1: um in this business what is some pointers you can give in terms of time management and just like things you've learned over the years to where you're kind of like making sure you're because time is the most valuable uh currency i think absolutely like like you know you got so much shit that you're doing on a day-to-day basis like you you know like what what are the things the practices you do because I got so much shit going on. I'm trying to figure out how to fit in. All kinds of shit, bro. i would be wearing myself thin. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, is there anything that you've kind of figured out over the years that, like, is helpful in terms of productivity and being able to kind of do so much?
2: I mean, there's a lot, you know. There's, I mean, first of all, like, self-preservation. Like, you know, eating clean, drinking a lot of water, you know, getting sleep. Like, those things, working out, like, those things definitely are important in truthfully, anyone's line of work or at this stage in life. um, I could not have done it without the people around me. Like, you know, like I don't know if I would be here if it wasn't for Lake. You know what I'm saying? Like when, you know, we've known each other for 25, 26 years, but like when he came into the picture in a a business sense um, in my career, like I think we really... We really meshed and, you know, we we were able to really like, you know, um, create and put together some amazing things like, you know, I just give him a lot of credit when it comes to the creative side, when it comes to the business side, when it just comes to intellect, like he's he's literally probably, you know, one of if not the smartest people i know um and besides him you know just in general having a good team of people around you right. having good people around you in general you know what i'm saying is very important like obviously i don't do this by myself you know what i mean you can't manage it all on your own you know um so salute to the whole generation now staff you know of course you know canon has always been very pivotable. pivotal pivotal is that the right word i don't fucking know P- something. pivotal. P- pivotal P- pivotable. P- pivotal pivotal Pivotal, pivotal, pivotal. Cannon's been very pivotal. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, you know he's my he's my my right hand. Like you know we we've built an empire together. Um, and then what else is there? You know, definitely some time to yourself. Um, Have you
1: learned to say no to more shit?
2: You know, I'm 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 a I'm a real y- yes guy in a lot of ways. Like there, cause you're like I don't want to leave no money on the table yeah but i mean it it definitely has to be the right money like i'm not scrounging for a dollar you know what i'm saying but um you know i i think the key to a lot of my success is a yes in a way but and and when i say that i don't want to just say that i'm just like out here just doing whatever but like a yes in a way of like people still find it surprising like I might just meet a person and they'll tell me they're an artist and I'm like, here, take my number. Right. And I'll give them my number. And like, you know, I might not necessarily answer, but you know, at the same time, they send me, they'll send me shit and I'll look at it. And the fact you're giving
1: your number out is crazy. Yeah.
2: I mean, mean I'm like,
1: yo, this is like,
2: Like, I've definitely done, you know, Lake definitely gets calls like, yo, who is fucking... Who is so-and-so? Who is Green Valley Monster Spa Day? Like, What a (laughs) fucking rap name. I'm like, yeah, so... I don't know. Hey, was
1: there ever... Last question before you get out of here. Was there ever a tape that you said no to because maybe the money wasn't right or they weren't quite there yet that you regretted later? Um...
2: Because the money wasn't right. Like maybe
1: somebody tried to get a gangster grills from you, but at that time maybe they weren't. Maybe they weren't on your radar, and or they couldn't make the business make sense. But later on, you were like, "Damn!"
2: Honestly, the only the only one of that like that for me. And people find this is very shocking. Like Rick Ross does not have a gangster grills, and like there was a period of time when I think there. Like Def Jam came to me about doing a tape, and there was a number on the table, and 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 at the time I wasn't handling my business, but they didn't want to pay for the tape, and so it didn't happen. But honestly, I would have done a Rick Ross tape just for on the strength culture? of yeah, it's, it's Ross like, a thousand, and he's got
1: classic mixtapes. a thousand percent. Yeah,
2: like so, I would have did that. Like it's it's shocking to me to think that. Ross doesn't have, like, a Gangsta Girls. Like, he's not part. And and mind you, like, that's my guy. we I've done records for him. You know, he's done records for me. Like, we, we've, we've worked. And it's kind of crazy. We've worked a lot throughout the years, but we don't have a Gangsta Girls together. So that's
1: kind of shocking. Is that something, like, now that you're back in this bag, are you trying to seek out tapes? Where you're like, hey, I know that, like, I'm hot. Like, the Gangster Girls brand is as hot as it's been in the last, you know, 10, 15 years. For sure. Maybe I now, now like, approach Ross. Or maybe I now approach...
2: There are, there are some people that I've, like, put kites out to, like, yo. Like, hey, you know, now's the time. Now's Let's the time, it. for sure. Absolutely. But the majority of the time, I'm getting a lot of phone calls. um, And good phone calls. So it's like, you know, like, I got another one coming that's...
1: Crazy. Phew, man. Yeah. On the way, yeah, it's it's done. It's done. Yeah, it's done. What state are they from? <laughs> what state? What state? Oh yeah. I oh, can't it do give it, it, it away. I can't. do Oh, that. oh, I, in
2: that case. I, oh yeah, I can't. I can't
1: tell if you. If it me. would give it away, it's not Georgia. I can't tell you the state. <laughs> it's definitely not Georgia. It's definitely not Tennessee. No. It's definitely not Florida. It's no. definitely not California. Yeah,
2: it's not. It give it away, huh? It, it would. Wouldn't be
1: Louisiana. It would give it away.
2: It would. It would give it away. <laughs> yeah, we it would give it. It would it would put it in a box of like you would Yeah, you would figure it out.
1: It would give it away. Yeah. Okay, I'll find out off camera cuz I will guess this correctly on camera if you give me a couple of It's not Michigan. That means that they kind of have to be like the face of where they're from, and there's not a lot of other shit going on from where this person's from.
2: Even when I, even if I were to tell you, it would still take you a second, but then you would figure it out. But or let's put it like this: if I was to say it, they would figure it out.
1: Georgia,
2: you're you're never gonna get it. So.
1: You might as well just ask another question. Well, you're definitely not doing... You're not doing one with Tech 9, are you? <laughs> For fucking Kansas City. <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Oh. Oh, oh we're kind of getting into the region, I see, huh? We're getting into the region, are we?
2: see. Are there
1: any hints
2: up here? Any hints? I don't think you have any hints around here.
1: Hmm. Okay.
2: Um, well?
1: Um, yeah. Let me get a list of the 50 states, and then I'm going to give you one guess. But outside of that
2: one, uh, Fabio, um, Pusha T.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, what's up with the Pusha T shit? Yeah. I just got into a fucking serious argument with Jim Jones on video about them saying that Pusha T doesn't deserve him to be in the top 50 ever. It's fucking asinine. Yeah, that's King crazy. push. Um, um, Mozzie's on my album, by the way. Free Mozzie?
2: Um, free Mozzie. Um
1: Okay, so what's up with the Pusha T, Gangsta Girls? It's in the works. Is it like started? Uh, Yes. Okay. Yeah. Is it going to come before or after this album he keeps talking about? It's going to come before his album. Ooh, so it's coming soon. Yeah. Almost finished? Uh, I can't say that. I can't answer that. Did you guys kind of- Are um, you looking at states? Yeah, yeah. So what I'm doing right <laughs> now. Because literally what I'm doing. I mean, Kentucky, eh. it wouldn't be Jack Harlow. Hmm. Wouldn't be. Mm. I'm just trying to think of like a rapper that's hot right now from a random fucking place. <clears throat> I mean it's not I know who it is. No, you don't. Who could use a gangster grills right now? <laughs> who could use one? I'll tell you who could use a gangsta grills. The baby could use a gangsta grills right now. Shout to the baby. It's not it. The baby could use the extra girls. We've talked. We've talked. It's nobody from Utah. It's nobody from Vermont. <laughs> <I don't... sighs> Alright, listen, you're gonna have to just tell me off the fucking camera. Of course. Yeah, once once the interview's over, I'm, I'm... Missouri. Who what other cities are in Missouri?
2: Oh. What's that? St. Louis? Yeah. St. Mm. Louis.
1: Alright, huh? To be continued.
2: Yeah. You got to think that's going to fuck some shit up, too. Like, oh, shit. Dirk? Hmm. There,
1: guess. Dirk, Dirk has, like, three Gangster Girls under his belt. See, I'm fucking... I'm not a little Dirk fan, so... Really? I also, like, don't, like... It's not like I'm not not a fan, but I'm also, like... I'm not, like run into a gangsta grills from little dirk from mm. i'm sure what that was like 2012 13 14 yep. air mm-hmm. like yeah i'm just not interested mm-hmm. at that time mm-hmm. i'm not Sign interested out to the streets. now yeah, yeah. Shout, out to, shout out to uh to dirk though mm-hmm. well listen man i appreciate you pulling no, up the absolutely. new album's coming in yep. uh, april Nah, no, 331 330 oh shit yeah it's coming real soon yeah it's right it's, it's on the way can't wait to hear the blast and nipsey song
2: can't wait for you to hear it can't wait for you to see this rollout too mm. i'm actually going to show you after this interview
1: Yes. And then another Gangster coming. Then another one. Then a then a possible Deluxe. <sighs> Have you and DJ Khaled ever screamed on the same song? Yes. Okay. That's the last thing.
2: Yep. We've screamed on the same song. We Which one? Which song was that? We've both been on a uh, Raw song together. Um, we both were on a K Slay song together, Rest in Peace. Rest in Peace to K Slay, man. Yep. I did The Hook. I think Khaled rapped. Um, I'm yeah. glad he stopped doing that. What rapping? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's kind of dope though if you think about it, because yeah. then it gives you something to perform when you have True. Your records. You know what I'm saying? What
1: you think I'm not for? <laughs> Let's go up. Uh. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, it was. I, you know, if I could rap, I would do it. You never rapped? Um, nah, there's not. Recently though, I've been making my shit rhyme a little more. No, I'm lying. I had, I did. Wait, well, I did a, I did a hook for Scheme. There's a Scheme record where I did the hook for. Ooh. And then what
1: happened to Scheme?
2: He's just been working. Such a talented guy. Amazing talent. Amazing talent. We're going we're gonna to put something together. Shout out to Scheme. Yeah, that's my brother.
1: Oh, I appreciate you, man. Uh, no, 331. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm really like that. I'm really like that. Yep. New single out right now with Lil Baby and A Boogie. Uh huh, hope for me. And uh, yeah, let's end the interview so I can get the answer of this other fucking <laughs> It's going to bother me.
2: <laughs> DJ Drummond. Holla at me. I'm really like that.